Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. And boom. Back again. Once again. Yes. With a, uh, another post-training session podcast. Back yep. to the Saturday one. Back to the Saturday one. So, yeah. It's good. At least I get to drill. Yeah, I was going to say, man. a mobility thing and I can drill. You're doing... Just no wrestling. You're making the most of it. Yeah. So... Glad to Both see you. I can't wrestle. Glad to see you in there, at least. So it's an important thing. But yeah, you didn't go to the doctor. So what do you think you did to your your knee? You fractured. Oh, so yeah. So he, you know, they took an X-ray. Yeah. Because that's, that's the first step. Like I get basically, I think my ACL is torn, and I got to get an MRI. I mean, that's simple as that. Right. But you can't just you can't just fucking call an MRI place and say, hey, I need an MRI. It just doesn't work like that. You basically have to get a uh, prescription for it. So I'm jumping through the fucking hoops. I went to went to go see a doc, and the first thing they do, they you know tug on your legs. He's like, "Yeah, it feels pretty fucking loose. You should get an MRI." I'm like, well, thank you, thank you, Captain Obvious. I'm jumping through the, but they also take an X-ray. That just stand, even though you can't see an ACL yeah. on an X-ray, it's just protocol. They yeah. got they they have to jump through the hoops. Yeah. And so they X-ray both knees to you know do a comparative thing. 
yeah, apparently at some point in time, I fractured my left knee. Some because he he when he was looking at the X-rays, like right inside the joint, like the front view, there's a big triangle of scar tissue. I mean, I didn't know what scar tissue, but yeah. the doctor told me there's like this jaw, like a what's the one that comes from? You got stalagmites and stalactites. Yeah, the one from the bottom. It looks like a stalagmite in my joint. It's pretty. I mean, for your knee joint, it's pretty good size. It comes like halfway up in my knee, and it's this triangle looking thing. He's like, "Did your left knee bother you?" I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it hurts quite a bit from here time to time. He's like, well, that's probably why. <laughs> and he pointed at it and I'm like, what's that? He's like, well, that's a scar tissue. He's like, you fractured something in there, you know, probably within the past year or so. Wow. And I was like, huh. And I was like, that explains it. Huh. Because like, there's times where it fucking hurts. Yeah. But usually, like, I, I always just tie it in to, like, if I don't stretch real good, my left hip gets real tight. And then when my left hip gets real tight, my left knee hurts pretty good. And I can shut that shit down. Like, I just go do some mobility and stretch my hip. And, dude, I can get it to go away. Like, yeah. I figured it out. Well, I thought I figured it out. I didn't know I had a big chunk of scar tissue in maybe it. It's for, maybe the injured knee was causing the hip to get tight. That could be. Which, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's, the, yeah, you know, whatever, chicken or chicken egg. Chicken or egg, I don't know. But um, it's probably still a good strategy to keep it going. But, yeah, that's fucking crazy. So, do you think you have any idea what you did? I have. I cannot recall... I mean, dude, I've been dinged up so many times and just right. like, deal with it. But you think you know fracturing a knee. You like, think so. Yeah, and you, like with your job. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I really can't recall. I don't I, I've really thought about it. But now I'm mad that I know. Because ever since now, now that I know I got scar tissue in there, mm. I'm like, man, my left knee hurts. <laughs> Before, I would just ignore it. But now I have a reason as to why it hurts. Yeah. But I, I can still ignore it. But he did say, he's like, well, if it keeps fucking with you he's like it's probably just gonna get worse you know to the point to where like the joint doesn't function great mm. and at some point in time you'd have to go in there and deal with the scar tissue mm. open you up and scrape it out or whatever the case is mm. so that's on the horizon for me jeez dude <laughs> you got the knees of a fucking uh, running back bro fuck, dude ah uh. so that's my life right now yeah, that's, so now I'm just waiting for the paperwork to go through. I'm really hoping, man. Like Originally, I was thinking putting the surgery off to the end of the year, but that, I can't mentally, man. I, I would snap. I just yeah. can't. So I, I, if everything goes good, like I'm waiting for the paperwork to go through. If it goes through this week, just like insurance bullshit, then I'll schedule an MRI, drive my fucking ass all the way to Denver, four-hour drive to go get an MRI because it saves me 1500 bucks. Yeah. And then if I need surgery, I'm going to schedule that shit. ASAP. Yeah, get that out of the way. Get it done, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, because if I can get it done now, I mean, I'm trying to be really optimistic. If I do need surgery, I'm going to set it up, like, get it done, like, March 1st, March 15th, like, as soon as possible. I got to get my work just, you know, at least a couple weeks heads up, like, hey, guess what? I'm going to be off for the next four months. (laughs) My boss is going to be like, what the fuck? (laughs) But whatever. I'll be off work for the next four months. Won't be wrestling for a while. But at least I'll be back up and running, you know. Yeah. Not, not literally, but figuratively. Sprints come summertime. You know, yeah, man. Like March, April, May, June. Yeah. So. Huh. I can't remember last time because it's the same knee I had surgery on three years ago. A little over three years ago now. I can't remember how long it was before I started wrestling again. I think it was quite a fucking while. It seems like it was like six months after surgery. I was back to drilling with select partners that I trust. You know, yeah. not, not takedowns and shit, obviously. Right. But 
man, and I want to. It seems like the the time frame of like nine months or something was where I was from the time of surgery to the time I started wrestling again. Sounds about right for ACL. Seems about right. I can't remember Uh, exactly, but yeah, (sighs) fuck that whole process, man. Super agitated. I have my moments, man. There's days I'm all right. I accept it. It is. There's days I'm just ready to fucking break. You know, and it's like, God damn it, man. Yeah. But there's nothing. I mean, I just. It's a hand on belt. I just got to deal with it, you know? Right. That's it. And then there's, there's so many what ifs, too. Like, well, what did I, what could I have done different to prevent this from fucking happening? Like, you know, I just, why did it, why is it tore again on the same goddamn knee? Yeah. And I, no, honestly, man, like, I'm thinking about it. And we were talking, I think we were talking about it last time. About a year ago at that tournament, that dude that had the lockdown on my leg and popped. Yeah. I, I, I think that was the. I think that probably tore it, partially tore it. Right. And I've just been kind of riding it out for the past year. It's been a little over a year. And because it, it, it popped pretty good then. And then it didn't happen for a while after that. But then every since then, over this past year, it's been dislocating on me more and more frequently. Mm-hmm. And then until this past, you know, a couple weeks. Yeah. To where it was just like, like, I was to the point where it was about once a week the thing was dislocating on me while we were training. You know, when my legs are fresh and my muscles are strong, I can, it seems pretty solid, but as soon as like my, especially my hamstring, once that gets tired and you get into the later rounds of the day, yeah, it fuckers, it's, it's popping out on me. It's almost yeah. a guarantee. Someone puts pressure on it the wrong way or I post on it the wrong way, it, it fucking buckles. Mm. <laughs> and I, I've ignored it. It happens quite a few times and I just ignore it. I'm just like, oh, I fucking just... Get swallow it, yeah. gut it out gut out the pain the pain goes away pretty fast yeah but at first it hurts pretty bad and then it's just like okay I'm good and I'm back to wrestling but it's just been it's been happening too frequently something's not right whether it's completely torn or semi-torn I don't know but yeah fuck man yeah huh well we play fuck. we play a rough game it is man it definitely is so wish you wish you all the best with that but Said I'm glad to see you in there. I think last time you just fucking disappeared. Did you come in much when you were hurt last time? I don't remember. I mean, I've been trying to play like because there's there's a lot of lessons I learned from last time, mistakes I made like the recovery process. You know, so the, I've been replaying everything. Yeah. You know, I, I almost wish I would have had like a journal. <laughs> my ACL <laughs> journal. My ACL journal just so I could, you know, learn from yeah. it. Yeah. And there's definitely things that are in my memory as far as like selecting a better therapist, you know, physical therapist for my recovery. Yeah. That's a huge one. I do remember you, you're not I was super happy. pissed. Yeah. And, and I like the one of the lady I'm going to go to now, Jenna, our yeah. dry needling lady, like, you know, insurance doesn't cover her. You know, she's not in the network. I don't care. I already set. I already set the money aside. I've talked to her, like what a rehab program for post surgery would be, yeah, and how much it would cost. And I've already set that money aside, so I already, I already saved up, set that shit aside. You know, planning for worst case scenario. Like, all right, if I have to get surgery, she's doing all my, you know, recovery PT. I'll just pay her out of my pocket. Yeah, fucking insurance. It's worth it. It's worth it to me. You it's know? a good lesson, man. Yeah, good lesson. So. That's a hard thing, man. I mean, most people don't realize that your average physical therapist is not trained how to deal with like athletes. They are not. And and, and you know that word like you're an athlete. If you do jujitsu, you're an athlete. Like it, it's no, I'm not a fucking pro athlete. Right, right, right. Obvious. You're doing something athletic. I'm doing something athletic, like, and, that, and that's that's why I need to be healthy. I mean, yeah. There's people that go through life that don't need that and want, but no, dude. Like if I can't, it's not. It's not even in my lexicon of thinking. Like I can't. There's no way my life is not gonna have jujitsu in it. Yeah. So whatever I gotta do to keep myself healthy to do it. 
it just and that's it it's, it's just as simple as that right yeah you know? Yeah, yeah, and that's good. Like, that's yeah, definitely finding a good therapist that you trust and knows how to deal with athletes is a huge. You know, I was pretty stoked. I had, I, I was worried going because I had to, like, I just got to jump through the hoops to get an MRI. So this stupid doctor's appointment I had to go to last week was literally just to meet those requirements so I can get an MRI. And I was nervous going in that I was gonna have to. I was already like forming an argument or not an argument, but like stating my case as to why I needed an MRI. Because some doctors aren't, won't, you know, they won't, like, prescribe it. Especially, you know, I'm almost 40 years old. I'm just an average Joe. It's not like I'm a professional athlete or anything, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and technically, you don't need an ACL. I mean, yeah, you, your hamstring right? is, yeah, if your hamstring is good, that's why when your hamstring is tired, tired shit that, goes out. Exactly, that's why, exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, I've even heard stories of people that are, like, get to be, like, 50 years old. That insurance won't pay for an ACL surgery. Or, doc, you know, doctors are yeah. like, no, it's not worth it. And I'm like, oh, fuck you. You know, so I, I had already envisioned worst case scenario. So, okay, what if this doctor says, no, you don't need MRI. We don't, we're not going to worry about fixing it. Like, I, I was envisioning him saying all this shit. Like, okay. I was like, thinking I was a goddamn fucking lawyer going to go in and argue my case. Not even a hesitation, dude. He's like, lay down on the table. He asked me some questions. He took my good leg, quote unquote, my left leg. And was yanking around on it, get a feel to compare. Yeah. Then he went over to my right leg, was yanking, and he was getting after it too. I was like, I was impressed. I was like, oh, this guy's fucking. Because I hate it when people are all gingerly with you. Like, no, man, like, do your job, you know, yeah. fucking figure it out. And he was yanking on my other leg pretty good too. He's like, yeah, feels pretty loose. Might be fucked up. He's like, I can't get a real good read. You know, your muscles protect it, which I've heard more than once. I've had my knees checked out. He's like, yeah, I think it's pretty loose. It's kind of fucked up. And you get an MRI to figure it out. Thank you, dog. You know what I mean? It was that simple. There was no him and Holland about cool. it. I was like, thank goodness, man. Because I was yeah. a little skeptical going in. Like, ah, fuck. I know. You never know. You don't know. I remember your story when you were sick and you caught the doctor Googling your symptoms. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to deal you with. You don't know what you're going to deal with, man. I mean. So, so I was pretty stoked. You know, yeah. That's on that. So, I mean, like I say, I'm just got to play the hand I'm dealt. This is what's going on. It's yeah. a problem I got to deal with. I'll find a solution. If it's not torn, we'll go through some rehab shit. I already talked to Jenna about that too. You know, I've been, you know, lining everything up. Okay, if this happens, I can do this. If this happens, I can do this. You know, so. I, That's all you can do. I hate to say it, but I'm, as unstable as it is, it's, it feels just like last time. Mm. And sometimes you just know. You yeah. just get that gut feeling like something's not something's right. Something's not right. Something's not right. It shouldn't be buckling on me like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, like I said, hopefully. Works out. Maybe technology. You know, technology advances pretty fast, too. I was saying three years. Three years. Maybe they've come... Maybe they get, like, a fucking chimpanzee tendon. Like an orangutan Orangutan. An orangutan tendon. Put that fucker in there. Fucking elephant. (laughs) Sorry, an elephant tendon. (laughs) Yeah. Well, anyways. So we shall see. We shall see. But, unfortunately, this ACL injury that you have is going to delay your... Uh, training for the Moxie games. Um. Yes. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. So yeah, we were uh, <laughs> found. ESPN has a uh, at least on Sling. I don't know where you'd find it on fucking cable or whatever, but they got these little sub channels underneath your ESPN channel on Sling. And one of the little little things is the Ocho. <laughs> just like the, it's the Ocho, ball. just like a dodgeball, man. Ocho, so fucking great. And yeah, you click on it every once in a while when it's there, 
and that it is what it is, man. It's the Ocho. Like, they are covering some of the most obscure sports that you've never heard of. And they had one called the Moxie Games, and it was just supposed to be like a combination of all these different skills and juggling and martial arts and soccer and shit. I was like, holy crap, I gotta see this. So, yeah, I watched about five minutes of it and had to stop and start over when you got over here. I was was like, dude, you've been missing out, bro. We got sucked into it pretty fast. We did. We watched like probably 20 minutes of that shit. Hedis. Hedis. It was a sport we were watching. Yes. Which is played on a ping pong table. Yep. With it looks like a volleyball. Mm-hmm. Probably pretty close to a volleyball. Yep. But where the guys are using their head. Head. To volley the ball back and forth That's across. It. Yep. The you can only use your stand. head. You can yep. only use your head. Yeah. They're, they're jumping and juking. Surprisingly and good at it, man. Really good at it. Like, yeah, it's an awesome fucking sport. They're putting English on it. They are, yeah. dude, spinning it, serving yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Getting after it. It was good. I can't I can't see there being a long career for a headless athlete. Seems like it's got to be pretty hard on your neck. I would, yeah, you'd think so. Give yourself whiplash. But, I but guess maybe it's a good way it's all to get the technique. Yeah, get a fucking jack neck. Yeah. Playing headless. Dude, yeah, that was pretty funny. One of the guys was. Beer Vampire was his nickname. I like that name. What was he got? The other guy was something Sniper. Sniper or something. I don't know. Yeah. There was... Uh, the Scorch Sniper or some shit. I don't know what it was. Yes. What else did we have? We had... Uh, we saw glimpses of... Uh, Dodge Juggle. Dodge Juggle. Yes. Which was basically... It looked like people juggling on one end and people throwing balls at them <laughs> from the other end. Dodgeball to where the... The opponents don't throw balls at you. They just juggle. They're just juggling. And you got to try and to you're hit try, them. They're trying to dodge while juggling, <laughs> and you just get to throw balls at them, man. It looked, yeah, that looks awesome. It looked awesome. We'll have to watch some of that after so, this episode. We saw the one clip. The what was the guy's name? The the bro jitsu dude. Oh, Juju Mofo. Juju Mofo. That jack dude. Giant motherfucker. Giant dude throwing a dodgeball. And there's a kid standing on a chair <laughs> juggling <laughs> and getting blasted by this, by this gorilla. gorilla, man. <laughs> it's like, yes. That was awesome. Then they had the soccer darts. That, that was, looked fun, that man. Fun, dude. It was a giant dartboard. What was just that thing? 20 feet tall? It, it looked Something like, like huge. Something like that. It was huge. And, but giant, yeah, 20 by 20, 20 dartboard. And just think like, you know, Velcro fucking soccer ball. You get to kick your soccer ball, and that's how you're scoring. And they had that some, looks fun as shit. It did look kind of fun, man. Yeah. Some of those dudes were getting after yeah. it, like doing the, the wheel kicks and the soccer kicks. Because they had that one, I don't know what you call the the volleyball with your feet. Yeah, there's a name for it. <laughs> yeah. That's a badass sport. Yeah, I've seen that one too, a couple clips. Like, those guys are that's insane. super athletic yeah. with their legs, man. I mean, between you have Hedis on one end and that on the, the other. Foot volleyball on the foot other end. volley on the other. He noticed... That the football foot volleyball game, whatever that's called, was played by a bunch of Asian dudes. Yeah, and the headers was played by some Germans, un, un, unathletic white guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were, it seemed like they were all Germans. What was it? I think so. I can't tell all those flags apart from each other over there. Oh, well, I didn't even see. But it was there. definitely they weren't. They were European. Oh, I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. I think Germans like the black, yellow, red. Yeah, or maybe it's Czechoslovakia. It's not even a fucking country. <laughs> 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 That's going back, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm such an American. My <laughs> geography sucks. But, I mean, I'll say, I mean, again, it, it's not fair because we're the United States of America. 
Dude, you go over to Europe and ask half those people if they've heard of fucking Oklahoma or North Dakota. And they're like, what? No, I've never heard of that place. And it's like, you know, they're fucking bigger than like Your half the countries over here, right? Like, it, it, yeah, but so it's funny how we get, we're all like, oh, the Americans don't know shit. And it's like, man, just because all you guys got to know is America, New York and L.A., and you guys think you got it all figured out and because we don't know every little fucking country and every little thing about them. So, fuck off. <laughs> we were just smart enough. And just so everybody knows, James is sitting here with his MAGA hat on. <laughs> That's right. He's got his Make America Great Again hat on. Build that wall. <laughs> I'm fucking kidding. I love the Europeans. They buy my pedals. That's good. So, I'm, I'm a capitalist. So, I'm kidding. I am, but anyways. Anyways, we're not going to go down this road. It's getting deep. It's getting deep quick. <laughs> so anyways, if I've so anyways, insulted any Europeans, I apologize. Not really. Yeah, not really. We not insult really. people every week on this fucking thing. And so, if we win an episode with all, without insulting some group of people, I'd be more impressed. That's true. That is true. So, we're good. We got it out of the way early. That just means we'll probably insult somebody else. Mm-hmm. Give it time. Yeah. So, all right. And then, oh, they had the juggling. That chick Dude, from she was, Salt Lake City was badass. She was badass. Yeah. She made juggling look cool. I mean, Dude, juggling, no, is cool. juggling is fucking cool. What those guys are doing? Yeah. That's pretty badass, man. Fucking getting after it. It made me look up. I really like watching the rings. I mean, the clubs. Yeah. The clubs are cool to watch, but like to me, like I can't even wrap my mind around figuring that out. But the rings, like, okay. Because you don't have to catch those any certain way. Right. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the balls, but yeah. I think it's like the transition from the balls. Because you got to have more of the hand right. position like you would with the clubs right. to catch those. For some reason, I, I just thought that was cool shit. So I looked at Amazon, like, how much do juggling rings cost? <laughs> Maybe this is what I can do when I'm laid up for ACL surgeries. Yeah, it's good for your ACL. <laughs> Learn to juggle Learn chasing to... rings around. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Changing no. directions wouldn't be good. Dude, that's, uh, again, it's uh, um, kind of on subject. There's a guy named John Wall who uh, plays for the Washington Wizards. Um, and he was already out for the season for knee surgery. And somehow he slipped and fell in his house and tore his Achilles. And so, and this dude is worth $40 million a year. He just signed a contract last year for basically an average of $40 million, $160 million for four years. And he's, yeah. So he's out next year, just out. And so the team just owes him, because they're all guaranteed. Basketball contracts are all guaranteed. Really? Yeah. 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 That's, he's going to be making more than I will be on short-term disability. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> just yeah, a yeah. touch more. For sure. Just a touch more. For more-more. sure. Holy be, shit. Dude. That'd be funny if you had like Aflac or something. <laughs> I'm, out, I'm, out, I'm out of work. Collecting Aflac. Yes. I'm only going to get 30 mil instead of 40 mil. These motherfuckers. Uh, no, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, so anyways, that, that just kind of blew my mind. Those are insane numbers. Like, how do you fucking, how's a human being worth $40 million? But apparently they are. So. <clears throat> I can't even like, I try to wrap my mind around that. It's, it's it's nah I can't figure it out no I don't know what I'd do yeah I'd probably be dead with 40 million dollars 40 million dollars <laughs> cause I'd have spare time get into stupid hobbies That's who true. knows I can see it going bad for me 
wouldn't mind trying. I wouldn't mind finding out. Right. Yeah, I'm with you on that. <laughs> I wouldn't mind trying it. People tell me money's not all, you know, it seems, but... I bet you it's pretty I wouldn't great. Mind checking it out. <laughs> I bet you it's pretty great to yeah. have $40 million. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At the very least, you can just train. Train jiu-jitsu, so... And then when you get fucked up, you, it's no big deal to pay to fix it. That's right. Get the best. Get the best. You just get, like, stem cell... Stem cell... Every week. Every week, just we shot right into your fucking shots. eyeballs. Who yeah. cares? All of it. All just go fucking IV thin. drip stem cells, just yeah. on a weekly basis. It's part of your recovery routine. Dude, I wonder how much money you could drop on recovery. Dude, if what? You really were like, I think, man, I just heard the statistic the other day, and I can say that I think it was LeBron James. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was LeBron James. They were talking about that he spends it was like one, like one point one, one point two million dollars a year in recovery. Taking care of himself. Interesting. Yeah. Recovery. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was LeBron James. You know, just from like massages and physical therapy and, you know, whatever. All Kyrie, shit, yeah. or Everything. Everything. Yeah. So much time is spent on recovery. I'm like, damn. Yeah. A million dollars a year on recovery. Yeah, but when you're a pro athlete, man, that's your gig. It's a good investment. Yep. For sure. But, I mean, that's the, that's the thing, though. It's always, you know, you can't invest a million dollars a year, but there's definitely... The, the takeaway from that for everybody else is recovery is important. So, like, if you're going to, if you neglect it, it's like, you're going to have to pay the price eventually. So... Yeah, you can't avoid it. Something's, yeah. something's going to give on you eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. It's good. Look at you with the fucking sports stats. I'm sure it was on some I was podcast. on a podcast. That's right. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm not sure which one it was. Yeah. Any other interesting snippets from the week? Um, I did have some, but you know they escaped me. I I was prepared. I had wrote some notes throughout the week. I read notes. How do you write down notes? I wrote them down, and then I misplaced them in my house. <laughs> and then I I remember I went looking for them this morning. I was kind of my time management skills were a little not up to par this morning. Yeah, I was trying to do too much shit, and I was like, oh fuck, I had to get out the door. And then I I looked around. I was like, because I had those notes ready to go. Don't know where they went. Hmm. So I'm coming in unprepared once again. It's all right. I got a note here. <laughs> a note? Yes. <laughs> I got a few notes. We'll start with the first one. Right, that's good. It's a question for you. Oh, shit. Does leaving your belt out in the rain count as washing it? Yes. Okay. Sorry, man. It was a mistake. I left it out overnight. It rained. So. Well, during, during the summer, I put it out in the sun. Yeah. yeah, that's my routine. I get home, especially on like Saturdays. That's what I was doing. Yeah, I left it out in the sun and I just forgot. Yeah, overnight it just happened to like but I remember cause it was funny I was like telling you I was like man I gotta have to wash my belt you're like don't be a pussy do not wash your belt put it out in the sun so and then it ended up raining on it so I was like fuck it's not I, mean, I didn't do it on purpose no right so I don't know if it counts I think, I think there's an intention to washing your belt if it accidentally gets wet and it wasn't your intention to wash it then you're good yeah, I think we're good think you're good alright and, and, and you're cleaning it with nature's water you're not yeah yeah not throwing a goddamn washing Look, man, machine if the jujitsu gods thought it needed a little rinsing I'm not gonna argue with nope them. not gonna argue so with it so we'll go, we'll go with it so alright I have done that before though like I put it outside <laughs> and I don't like I mean we're at elevation here and if you put something out in the sun for too long here it's gonna fade the shit out of it and I, I did that with my first black belt my lucky one <clears throat> And uh, that thing's almost got a brown tint to it now. When you put it mm, up next to my other belts, yeah. I got I got my competition belt. I got the new one Kevin got me with my name on it, misspelled and purposely. 
<laughs> and my and the original one. And the original one, I I've put it out in the sun quite a few times, and there's uh, been a time or two where I forgot it out there a little bit longer than I planned. Yeah, and it definitely fades it. Yeah, I know. I need to put a timer or something. Yeah, I can't see it's it. Easy, it's easy. It's to easy forget. to forget, man. I got a fucking. It's funny. I got a squat rack on my back porch of all things. I just random shit from my facility one of those things that just keep dragging around I'm like they don't do squats but you don't want to get rid of it though no it's a nice squat rack nice so right? throw it on the back porch so I'll go back there and stretch out or whatever but uh yeah I got it hanging out back there but I can't see it from any of the windows in my house and it's not like you walk by it to leave your house right yeah it's in the so, backyard so yeah Anyway, speaking of which, my belt's out there right now, so I gotta remember. To you know, get it's it funny. That's that's exactly where I forgot my belt. The few times I have, I put it out on my back patio, like drape it over one of my chairs or my yeah. table back there. And I, again, unless I go back there, I'm not gonna see it. Right. And I don't have to go back there to leave or whatever. They get, you know, there's there's days where I just don't go back there because I have no fucking reason to. And then you go to train the next day, like, God, where's my fucking belt? Oh, belt. oh shit, yeah. it's still outside. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So that so, happens. All right. Well, that's good. That's you what did, I'm you didn't, sure. You didn't piss off the jiu-jitsu gods. Okay. Good. So. At least not in my book. All right. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> that's all that matters. So. All right. The uh, I'm listening to uh, uh, Dean Thomas, uh-huh. the trainer. Yep. And um, man, he had a good uh, point about the different types of. Um, people that you deal with, and he was talking about MMA, but I think it's like you know pretty applicable. BJJ said you, you got you got fighters, you got competitors, you've got athletes, and you've got artists, and and that you have to understand how to treat them all differently. And you know his example was Amanda Nunez and how people thought that you know she's a fighter, and so they were treating her like that, and it's like she's not. You know she's kind of more of like you know athlete type, and so you gotta let her push herself. She doesn't need you pushing her. Like you set the goal and let her do it. And she'll fucking push herself harder than like you could ever push her yourself. But if you don't know how to coach these different personalities and these different things and you treat everyone the same, you're going to run into problems. And I was like, man, that is, I thought that was pretty fucking the, good know, insight. That's good you brought that up. Man, Cause I remember listening to that and I was going to bring that up. You know, a month or so ago, whenever he was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a little bit. It's been a while. No, I mean, it is a really good insight. And it's coming more. The only reason I didn't bring it up, because I actually wrote some notes down on that. Because I really liked it. And I had thought about something in that vein before. But after listening to that, like, I sat down and wrote out the different types of people. But it's not... It's more beneficial from a coaching standpoint. But it can be beneficial from an athlete standpoint or a personal standpoint, I should say, you know, not putting a label on as athlete, but a personal standpoint, understanding what type of person you are. Yeah, yeah. You know, it'll help <laughs> you. It'll help you, like we talked about last week. You know, formulating your plan, your your systems, your jujitsu systems, and stuff that's going to work more better for your game. But from a coaching standpoint, that's big. Yeah, being able to tune into people's personalities and how they receive things. It's huge. Right, yeah. And, and being able to get your message across to them. Yeah. Because not everybody's going to receive you the same way. And if, you know, we're pretty abrasive at our gym, especially when it comes to coaching. <laughs> you know, we're, we're not shy. Yeah. You know, we see somebody doing something, we're like, what in the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> that I can't even label that jujitsu. Stop doing that. Do it. You know, I, we're pretty harsh. But there's some people that don't, there's some people that respond really well to that. They're like, good deal. I'll fix it. 
There's other people that as soon as you do that, zoop, fucking glazed look in their eyes, their ears shut down, they're offended or they're just not listening. So you, you, it is, I think it's really important to understand the type of person you're dealing with. Yeah. Just have some sort of, maybe not like that, but have some sort of like, because it can be something is like, you know, someone who you can, we, we've talked about before, like you can break it down and simply some people need a kick in the ass and some people need a pat on the back. Exactly. You know, that, that simplifies it even more. Yeah, yeah. It can be just that simple there. Yeah. And I see that when I run those positional sparring classes and I, you know, am hard on people making you guys push hard and not taking breaks. And I see some people thrive in that. They're like, fuck yeah, this is good. And I see other people don't like that. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was impressed last week, or I did that on Wednesday night, I think it was. Yeah. And Tuesday, no, maybe it was Tuesday night. Yeah. Whatever. And uh, I made the comment, because last time I did that, two weeks ago, we got towards the end of class. Like three quarters of the way through, three quarters of the people yeah. were like... You know, we started class with like 20 people, yeah. or whatever it was. Here's the and then, yeah. And then we get down, you know, there's still 15 minutes left of training, and there's like... Six Half people on the mat, yeah. eight people on the mat, and I was like, "What in the fuck?" Like, this is still class. This is an open mat. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, I, I didn't really say anything at the time, but I just took a mental note. Good. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Observation. Observation. I see what's happening here. People are looking at this a little different. Like, no, we're running a fast paced class. Fast paced class today. We're here training killers. <clears throat> like, you motherfuckers need to stick it out. Even if sticking it out means. You have to slow your pace down on a couple rounds just because you're gassed, but yeah. you're still putting the rounds in. You're not sitting off to the side sipping water, sitting around out because you're tired. That's not an option. Yeah. When I'm in my mind, when I'm running a positional sparring class like that, that's not an option. And maybe that's a little harsh for like the hobby. No, it's a good. There. It's a good bar to set. Yeah. Because people may come a little bit short of that, but if you don't set that bar. Then, and you know, it's funny. The irony is, is I was the one who fucking ended up having to sit out. Like, I remember we had like two rounds left and I was like, dude, I, I, I need a minute. Like, cause you got, you, you got two and a half minutes on 30 seconds off. Yeah. And I was like, man, by, and we were an hour. We, we did, we don't usually do the full no, hour. We didn't even warm up. There was no warm up. Yeah. We usually do like half hour class and half hour of that. So it was, dude, we were like fucking 17 18 rounds deep <laughs> and and you know being one of the higher belts man like Just i'm starting abused. in the bad in a bad position yeah. and you know and i was what's funny i was going to comment too like i've come to this realization especially since i started doing more of this triangle shit offensive jujitsu is tiring yes dude it is a different card like it's it's taken me a couple weeks to realize what's going on Cause I'm like, I can't catch my breath sometimes after rounds like I, like I used to, but then I look back and I'm like, but dude, you are just fucking attacking relentlessly the whole time. And it's like, cause I see shit, you know, like it, it's like, Oh, there's a fucking, Oh, there's okay. This is fucking fun. I'm like, I got all these fucking toys to play with, man. And so I'm just like. Uh, I'm like pushing the action more. I'm trying to get on. T- and so I'm realizing like, oh, I'm fucking, I'm playing a little bit different, like, you know, type of jujitsu than what I normally do, which is kind of sit back, you know, let people do their thing and s- let them make a mistake and then capitalize on that and go from that. And it's just, 
It's just, it's a different. It's a different energy. Different system. energy, man. Yeah, it is yeah. different energy for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, man, after like getting out of a bad position, man, because you are, you're motivated. You're like, I have enough time to get out of this position and submit this motherfucker. Yep. I have enough time. Yep. I, and, and you got. But you got to work. You got to work. You got to push it. Yeah, yeah there's you don't no, have five minutes. No, you don't have any point to rest. No, you got two. You got two and a half minutes, and if it takes you ninety seconds to get out of that bad position, yeah, dude, you only got a minute, a minute left. left. You got to pass. You got to get you, on it. Yeah, you got to put them in trouble in yes. a minute. And so there, yeah, there's not. That's dude. That's why I like. I know, it so much. dude. It's so much fun because, yeah, I mean, again, they, it all depends on your personality, but. You get the ten. Once you get you know pretty good at just and your defense is good, you can slow the game down. Yeah. And so if you need a breather, like especially defense, like, you know if you got good frames and you can control things, like and if they're not really attacking, like you can find rest, you know rest periods here and there. Yeah. But if you're pushing the pace, it's, yes. it's a different thing. Short rounds and short rest. Yeah. I, that's why I really like it because it makes you push the pace. I mean, yeah. it doesn't make you, but in theory, if you want to succeed, yeah, no, succeed yeah. you, you know, in quotation, you can't you can, like push the pace. It almost like, I mean, I hate to say it, but it makes pushing the pace safe Yep. because it's not five minutes. It's, it's like, minutes. it's two and a half minutes and then you get, it's a short break. And so, I mean, there's all these things are, are, are working against you for sure, but it is like, okay, I got two and a half minutes. Maybe next time I do it, I'll do, I'll do a minute break. That way people are... Th- more a little more incentivized to really push the pace because they know they're going to get a minute rest. Yeah, I think that that's true. That, yeah. that might now just thinking about it, thinking about it out loud, talking about it. Uh. that might be <laughs> that might be a better move. I yeah. mean, not a better move, just a different move. Yeah, that well, way. I mean, yeah, that way you can empty that gas tank and you have a minute to recover. Yeah, a minute's a decent time to recover yeah. in, in between training rounds. Yeah, it's easy to cut it back it's, if it seems like it's starting. It seems to get like a too much, long. but I think that because that might encourage people to go a little bit harder and faster. Yeah, I'm glad we're talking about that. Yeah, no man. Nah, you guys are pushing hard. You know, like because I remember I made that comment before we got going. Like, listen, this is class. There isn't taking around off because you're fucking tired. Yeah, just suck, suck it up. This is an hour long. You guys are gonna suffer tonight. Yeah, it's just come to terms with that fact right now. Here goes the timer. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people listened. I didn't see it. We had like an odd number, so once in a while somebody was sitting out. Yeah. Which is just unavoidable. That happens. But I didn't see, until the end, I didn't see like the same person voluntarily being the odd man out. Yeah, no. You know, but everybody stuck it through, man. I was impressed. Yeah. You guys are going hard. I know, man. Even that, that one. Dude, that, like, that, when you finally had to sit out like toward like 50 minutes in. Yeah. Like I seen it on your face. You, like you had ripped your detop off and it's just, it's in a fucking sweaty mess and you're just like hunched over on your knees. Dude, I just got done going dude. Brazilian Nick for the yeah. second time, man. That, dude, that dude wears me out. Yeah, Especially dude. when you're trying to like yeah. attack. He's a perfect example. Like, you know, because yeah, I'll get in positions with him where I'll you know, relax a little bit and can't. it's like, you can't, he'll make you pay. And I was just fucking going and pushing and yeah, we were done. And I was like, man, I'm trying to fucking catch my breath. Oh, dude, you were, you're like, your face is beat red. You were trying to catch your breath. You were sweating your geese on there. You're like, yeah, I don't know. I don't see you get so tired to take your gee off on a regular. No, 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 man. And I was like, oh, Jesus <laughs> fucking suffering here. Yeah. Like, he's a little hot. <laughs> yeah. I was like, maybe you should take it off. <laughs> yeah. I still, I took like a minute off when finished out that round. Cause but even then though, it was like, I don't want to take this round off. No. Like that, I was fucking pissed at myself. 
that I, I even needed to take that extra like you know minute to catch my breath but it was like get the fuck back in there and go but uh yeah it's good i mean but if you hadn't said that um i did a lot more a lot more yeah quick like yeah because i haven't made that announcement so to speak again i run those positional sparring classes quite a bit when i come in i know and i've seen people quit quite a bit usually by the end there's a skeleton crew compared to what had started and that shit annoys me man they, I know there's people in there that are just hobbyists and doing it for fun, but we're in there sharpening and we're, you know, we're fucking in there training killers, you know, in my yeah. eyes, we're, we, I want a team of fucking monsters. I don't want a team of people, oh, it's really hot, I need to take a round off. Oh, I'm really tired, you know, my muscles are cramping. Fuck you. That's not how this works. Yeah. You know, this is a tough ass fucking activity, sport, martial art, whatever. Like, grind this shit out. Like, you're going to be so much happier with yourself when you go home that night. Yeah. Knowing that you were suffering that bad and you just kept going. Like, I physically, mentally, everything. Like, yeah, I, did, I, I get short fuse when I see people quitting. So, yeah. like, after I saw that, and I was like, okay, there ain't no quitting tonight. I think, like, I will say, because the thing was, man, is I was, like, I was doing assessment. Again, maybe I, maybe I did bitch out, but, like. I don't like think that's I why think, I, had, I don't think you bitch. Well, no. that's, I'm not, I'm just, that's why I'm not getting that. But no, 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 no. I don't think so. Well, I guess my my thing is is like there's a difference between like being needing a mental break and needing a real physical break. Yeah. And and if you need a like if you really need a physical break, like man, you can fucking hurt. Like right. you don't you don't want to push yourself to the point of getting hurt. Right. And it's also where you can't like if you're that exhausted, you can't protect yourself to say like like so there is something, but. The thing is, is like, and that's probably like the, the big message, like David Goggins is always trying to hammer in people's head. Like, dude, when you think you're meant, like you need to quit, you're really only 40% of the way there. You can, you can go a lot You can more. go so much harder. And it's like, and that's why I was sitting there. I was like, I was trying to assess. I'm like, dude, am I being a little bitch? Like, and I was like, I, no, I, I just, I can't catch my breath. And I, that, and I could see that you could see that because I know you're the first person to give someone shit if you sense they're bitching out. And like, I remember you always like that's like the most sensitive thing Rob's ever said. It's like, oh, you're training hard, man. It's okay, or something like that. I, I mean, I've been I've been in physical activities a good majority of my life, you know, in so many years in jujitsu, and you can tell when someone legitimately like needs a break. Yeah, you can see the signs. You just you, you I'm used to it, and you can see when someone's just being a pussy. Yeah, and you can, and yeah. I can see just I I can see all the signs. I'm like, no, James probably earned a break. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you can see even new people, even yeah. you know, unexperienced people, inexperienced people. Sorry, you can tell, right? Yeah, you, you can. Yeah, you can, and you can tell to where there's sometimes like I'll see a new guy to where yeah maybe like just looking at him I can like yeah physically he probably doesn't need a break but I can see he hasn't made himself that tired in a long fucking time. Yes, and he's not sure how to. Deal with it. He's in such deep water right such, now. He doesn't know how to he deal with it. He doesn't know that he's going to be all he, right. He, he needs to take around. Yes. Off. He needs to figure out he's going to be okay. And and almost, yeah, realize like, oh, I was okay. Yeah, I was okay. Yeah. This, 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 this hurt I was experiencing, yeah. it wasn't that bad. Yep. Yes, I was hot. Yes, I was out of breath. Yes, I was sweating. And my opponent was dripping sweat into my eye and my ear. It was sucked. But I was, I was actually okay. Yeah. And that's a lesson you have to learn. Yep. But you don't learn that lesson if you quit too goddamn soon. Yeah. Or just it, I think there's people... It, a lot of it, man, has to do... Like, the tone in our gym 
Like that's just that's the tone that we set, man. Like we train fucking hard. We don't take rounds off. Like if you're like if, if you're describing training at Grand Valley, like just that's how I would describe it. And that's the tone that we fucking set. And it's I think that it's it's good. Like because if you don't set that bar, like I said, like people may not hit it. Man, I think that's the other thing. Like you said, like, you know, man, you, you got to, not everybody's going to push it that hard. But if you don't set that, that, that standard, hurdle, that standard in the first place, like, you know, the fucking cliche, like shoot for the stars and hit the moon kind of shit. And it's like, dude, if you, if you don't tell them in the first place, you're not supposed to quit ever. Like they won't push past that point trying to achieve that, that goal, even if they never get to that point. Because we all know that like, realistically, like, dude, everyone has to take breaks. Right. You know, like we, we say this, but it's like, you know, Roly, when last time he was here, he was saying, you know, at least when he was here, that he was rolling like five rounds max because he just knew that physically anything past that, he was really starting to like dig a hole and it just wasn't as good for his jujitsu. And so at that point in time, for whatever reason, it's like, even he had a, uh, a limit, but I think especially with new people, man, it's, you know, one of the things we talk about is that unfreedom, like you need that unfreedom to figure out, like, to, to earn your freedom. And it's like, so at first, like, guess what? Don't quit. Like, don't take a round off. Nope. Nope. Yeah. And so it, uh, that's what helps you fucking learn when you really do need a round off or not. But, uh, um, yeah, man, I think dude, those classes are so much fun. Got it. I mean, God, cause if we're an hour, we literally did close to 20 rounds, right? We did 10 rounds back and 10 rounds side control. And so having to escape, you know, both of those positions, at least like eight or nine times, um, just over and over and over again, and then figure out and what we were talking about last time, like, dude, that's where the systems come in. Yep. And that's what, that's why I was like, I got two and a half minutes to work my system. I'm going to fucking sweep this dude. I'm going to pass boom, boom, boom. And, but that's where you really start to hone those things in and figure that shit out, man. So yeah. That's why I think they're so beneficial and un- underutilized. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. And man, like, and if I have to be out for this, if I have to get surgery and be out, I'll probably be in there coaching quite a bit. Good. And be, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, what else am I going to do? Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and so, and so the days I can't really, especially when I'm pretty close to that surgery, I won't even be able to like, demonstrate techniques. So if I'm in there coaching, well, I guess being that I can't show techniques, you guys are sparring, <laughs> you know, and then and then I can you know coach and you know give advice from there. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, man, it's good too. Also, I mean, you're because it gives you a chance to survey the room yep. and see because you do that a lot too. You'll you'll end the class with all right. I saw this mistake. I've seen a lot of this. Yeah. And so, and you've actually uh, the the last couple of classes you've taught have been inspired pretty much directly from watching people doing those things. Like all right. I saw everybody abandon the collar grip when you guys were in mount. Like, fuck this shit. Like, you know, here's what fix you do. Yeah. Fix it. And let's let's do some stuff for the... Yeah, I do that for, you know, a selfish reason. A lot of those... I mean, yeah, I do those positional sparring rounds like that, classes like that, for numerous reasons. But that's a big one from a coaching standpoint because it gives me a chance just to see that position over and over and over again with everybody. Yeah. And see the tendencies. And then when you see the tendencies manifest themselves 
through a lot of people, then you know it's a team, it's a, you know, a team thing. Yeah. Like, all right, let's address this. You know, you're going to see different things from each person, individual person, but you're going to see stuff that's happening as a team because, oh, this is how we're teaching it. Yeah. So it's happening like this. Ah, Yeah, okay. you see a trend. Let's, let's course correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, that, and that helps you fit, fix mistakes you made as a coach. Because maybe there was a detail you didn't emphasize that you just took for granted, something that you do or that I do, and so I don't talk about it as I'm teaching something, and you know that maybe that's a mistake because I see everybody making the same mistake, and it's not because everybody's dumb, it's because I didn't fucking teach it properly. Right? Yeah. Like oh, and so swatch and all that brings that to light. Like cool, I can fix it. Yeah. And yeah, it's uh, that's huge, really yeah. beneficial. Yeah, man. No, I think they've been we've raved about those things the last couple. Podcast. But there's so, there's so much good things that come from it. You know, you can talk about those for days. Yeah. yeah. Mm, so, coaching, training, building systems. Yeah, everything we have. Sorry, we have beat the fuck out of that subject. No, man. Well, I mean, it's all kind of related. I mean, because we were talking about. Uh, it's funny. I was like, how the hell did we get on this subject? And we were talking about personalities. Oh, yeah. Which is in in just that you have to kind of understand who you're dealing with and what they're. It's really like, what's their motivation? You know, and I, and I like the, like, he's, you know, like the, the fighter. I mean, that makes sense. That's just someone who just, man, I just like to fight. Like, I just like to fucking scrap. And this is just my ability to fucking scrap and not get in trouble. And there's just those fucking people. people. Like, like if they weren't doing this, they'd be fucking fighting somewhere, somewhere, <laughs> doing something. They just like to fight. Yeah. Um, and then like the competitor is just, they like to compete. Like, it wouldn't matter what it is. It's like, you know driving to the fucking oh beat you there it's like everything's everything's a fucking competition for them they just love to compete and again that's not everybody right like i'm not i don't necessarily like love to compete you know i'm not like oh dude when's the next call it's it's uh so um what is it the athlete which is because part of this came up because he was talking about uh, uh who was it the fucking guy that um I think he retired and Joe was talking about the last time he'd interviewed him. He was saying like, I'm not a fighter. I'm an athlete. I'm just good at this shit. And, uh, uh, Rumble Johnson, Rumble Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. He's retired since, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that was what kind of got the conversation going was because Joe's like, what do you mean? You're not a fighter. Like you're one of the scariest motherfuckers in the division. Like you smashed the shit out of people. And he's like, no, I'm just, I'm just an athlete. athlete, I just happen to be good at this. Yeah, I just my athletic skills line up with this sport, and so like that's why I find myself here. I'm not particularly, you know, this isn't necessarily my thing. I'm just good at it, and, good and, at and it. people enjoy doing things they're good at. But and there's a payday, right? And he was making, he was making some money off it, right, 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 right. But then eventually he was just like, now nah, it's not fun anymore. Yeah, it's just not the same motivation as someone who just loves to compete or who you know is a, a fighter. And then the artist was interesting. I didn't quite like fully wrap my mind around like the artist designation and just someone who likes to create. I I think I think that because we all probably have a little, a little of all, a little of everything. Yeah, and we just you know gonna have you know more tendencies towards one or the other. To where I think the artist one, that's not gonna be like a subgroup or like a group. That you're gonna be full in and be a jiu-jitsu guy. Like I, I think 
that's kind of the way I saw the artist designation. Like when you get to a jiu-jitsu guy, you're gonna have your fighter, you're gonna have your competitor, and what was the other one? The athlete. Athlete. Yeah. And I think those three are really big, and you're gonna have little pieces of each, but then that the artist is kind of like a subgroup that everybody's gonna have a little bit of, but some people are gonna have more of it. Yeah. yeah that, like I don't think you're gonna fall completely into that. Because it's a it's a pretty athletic thing we're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? That, yeah, that's kinda how because I to be about an it. artist, you kind of have to have. And again, like some of the examples they were using was like you know John Jones and Mighty Mouse Johnson. Like you know they get in there and it's like you can't really coach what they're doing. Like they're seeing how to piece things together in ways that no one else really has, and right. they're going out there and they're like creating art like they're doing things that people have never really seen or thought of before and and it's almost part of the joy of it for them like they just have fun doing new shit you know and and so whereas some people are like man i just i got my fucking this is my shit you know like ronda rousey was not an artist no like she was a fucking like fighter slash competitor like you know i like that was that was her deal yeah, like if I was to, you know, for example, like if I was to throw her in some groups, like the first one I'd put her in as competitor would be like the Yeah, I think title. so, competitor. Competitor, you know, coming out from judo, Olympic, you know, level judo. And then fighter would be the close designation and then athlete, but like competitor is probably. Yeah, I'd put her like. Because I don't even, you know, I mean, she enjoyed fighting, but it was a paycheck. And she yeah. came in at the right, right time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a high level competitor. She saw an avenue to make some good money. Yep. The timing was good. It's not like she just loved fighting. She obviously didn't because once she got her ass whooped, she basically... Right, yeah. Once she got her ass whooped, she dipped out. She's, She's done. Like, I'm out. Yep. I can go to WWE and make way more money, way more money. and not really get, get punched fucked punched in the up. face way less. Way less. So that proves to me like, oh, she wasn't really a fighter. She was a competitor. Saw an opportunity to make... She was a competitor, athlete, fighter. You know, it's yeah. kind of if you were to break it down a hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. She saw an opportunity, made some money, and then bounced out. Yeah, she's good. She, I, I'd say the Diaz brothers are fighters. Fighters. <laughs> like, they... You don't have to pay them money. You know, they, no, they, would pay, <laughs> they like the money. <laughs> they would pay you money right. to go fight. Like those guys just fight. They want to fight. Yeah, I mean, they haven't been... They haven't competed in years. Which is a shame. still huge in the fight game. It's just such a shame. You know, there's still names, they're still training, they're still coaching, like, they're still doing shit in the fight game. It's like, man, I'm, yeah, they're really good examples of fucking fighters. Fighters. But, uh, yeah, so when you look at it, you can see, like, okay, well, these guys all have different motivations. Right. You know, trying to motivate the Diaz brothers is different than trying to motivate fucking Ronda Rousey, right. different than John Jones, different, you know, and so, uh, but yeah, same thing, I was thinking immediately, because... That was, that was like one of my hardest lessons in coaching, like being a, a you know trainer and strength coach was figuring out that like, man, there's, how do I deal with different, you know, personalities without like understanding their motivation and how to communicate with them. And that's not how I looked at it. It was just like, how do I get this dumb motherfucker <laughs> to do what I want him to do? And shut up. Shut up. Shut up and, and fucking just do, do the, the reps. shit. Do the reps, man. And stop fucking... Yeah. And uh, it didn't go very well. No. It doesn't it, go well. It doesn't go well. But yeah, it's good. And I think too, it, it's um, it's good for you to think about yourself, right? Because, like, you know, one, like it's good if you're coaching, right? So if you're, you know, listening to this and you have the opportunity to coach people, keep this shit in mind, you know, or just do it people on any level. Keep shit in mind. Like people look at things differently or motivated differently. But... If you're not, it's definitely helpful for 
you as yourself to be like, okay, like what is it that I like to, you know, wh- what do I think I'm motivated by? And, uh, cause it can help you lead conversations with people. It may not even necessarily be your coach, right? Like say you get a, a private with someone and you know, you've only got an hour, you know, maybe a few minutes of talking to them and you know, it's, I mean, we talk about this all the time. It's like Pimenta, man. He's like the fucking Oracle of Delphi. If you can figure out the right question, he will give you the fucking secret to jujitsu. You just have to figure out the right question. And that's a lot of it. It's like, part of it's like, I got to get him to tell me how he sees things from my point of view. Like, if that makes sense. Like, that's the whole, that's the whole fucking that's, trick. That's the dance. Yeah. That's the dance. It's like, I just need to understand what you're seeing from my point of view. And then, then I can understand this shit. But that all comes from like questions. But if you don't understand like kind of how you see things or what motivates you and that stuff, then you don't you can't ask those kind of questions that'll help people who. Because man, I don't expect Pimenta to be like, so what are you, my friend, competitor, no athlete? You know what I mean? Like that, I don't expect that. But so for, there are times when like it, it it is on you to help people. Like if you need some information. Man, if you know what kind of questions to ask, it can help you out a lot. So, anyways, that's no, I, that's my that's good thing. Good, good thing to think about with that. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm glad we got to talk about that. It's funny you, when you said though, Dean Thomas, you know, the trainer, like he's an old school MMA dude. Yeah, like, he he was one of the pioneers, you know, pioneers like in the early days of the UFC. Like he fought quite a bit. I remember watching him fight. Like he. I remember really liking, like to watch him fight. He's been around a long ass time, man. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know if I like really knew him as a fighter. Yeah. Heard his name. That was, early, that was a early, times. early days. Yeah. Early days. Yeah, I was not. I was being a model. You were being <laughs> my Zoolander days. <laughs> Blue steel. Blue steel days. That's right. That's right. So yeah, no, man, I like him. He's got a lot of good. He's uh. That was a good interview. So speaking of interviews, did you listen to the Twitter dude? Jack no. Dor- Jack Dorsey? No, 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 no. JRE? He's the Twitter dude. The guy who was like the CEO of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, was on Joe Rogan's podcast really? last week. Yeah, it's kind of funny, man. It was, it was inter- interesting. It wasn't the best interview in the world, but it stirred up a bunch of shit because a lot of people felt like they didn't pre- you know, Joe didn't press them on some of the more... Uh, important subjects yeah. and Joe's even admitted he's like yeah I went back and listened and maybe I could have done things different and there was a lot of speculation oh because the Cash App is a big sponsor of the JRE and Twitter actually runs is I mean Cash App is owned by Twitter and so he's the CEO of that shit too or like Square like he's the yeah. CEO of the company that owns the Cash App whatever whether yeah. it's Square or Twitter or whatever the fuck it is and so everybody's like oh well He's one of the biggest sponsors, so of course he's not gonna. He's gonna give him softball questions, but it was just listening to like that just made me start thinking more about like just fucking social media, man. It's just such a cancer on society, isn't it? I think it is, dude. I, I really think I I have, I'm rooted down on that thought process. Like I I really think like social media is kind of like cigarettes were back when was it back in like the 60s to where like doctors were prescribing cigarettes to people and shit 
you know, like to help them lose weight, help them lose weight, or whatever they were prescribing. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck they were prescribing it for, but there was prescriptions. No, it was. It was for losing weight. For losing was, that was one of the main things. That's and then now, lo and behold, they're like, oh hey, this causes cancer and kills you. Maybe you shouldn't smoke these things. Dude, I think that's like where social media is. It's like this is a fucking locus in our society, just killing us. But people don't realize it yet. Yeah. Yeah. That just got me. I mean, then that's not what their interview was about. Right. Being on there just really got me thinking about it and all the problems that spawn from fucking social media. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm interested to listen to the interview, it, but it, I can it's just opened up a whole plethora of fucking problems. Yeah, and, it has, and, and problems we're not even aware of that are that are slowly building right now that are gonna collect that bill later on down the road. Yeah, and I didn't. And yeah. we've, we've talked about it before. And I, I, could, I could go on for hours about it, but man, it, it just rooted me down even more. I'm like, fucking social media, man. Like it's, well, I was telling, because I, I Shiloh's in an interesting spot. She's 13, so she's getting to where, you know, she doesn't have social media, but... Um, All her friends probably have. A know, lot of them have. A lot of them do, and, or, and it's not really that. It's just... I'm not going to be a hypocrite. It's right. like a smoker telling his kid not to smoke. It's right. like, man, I use social media. I... Uh, I, I have issues with it and I struggle with it from time to time and, and I try to be open with her about that but you know she's uh, getting to a point because you know being a really good artist she's got a website and we're working on getting her a blog going and um, you know Instagram would be a prime place for her to share her art I mean that's you know a, a good spot for that and for her to also find and be able to follow uh, people that also share art and things that can help inspire her. And so to promote her own art and to also connect with other artists and, and things like that. But I was like, see, this is the thing is like, see, you have a, you have a purpose for using social media. You know, you're going there looking for specific things and you're promoting something. And that's so different than how most people approach social media. They don't have any purpose. There's no, they're just, oh, this is fun. And so they get on there and then it's just like, you get sucked into stupid arguments. In, yeah. You you get sucked into posting shit thinking that it matters. You, it, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and I, I, that is the biggest thing is. I, because it is like for me. I mean, I've talked about like the Angles '90s, a perfect example. Like, I love that training tool. I never, probably never would have come across it if it wasn't for Instagram. And I don't know how else I really would have found it. And so, um, so that's and, and there's other things that I've come across that way. So like, I like to go to Facebook and social media and see and Instagram stuff, and I want to see what one of the things I'm mainly looking at is the advertisements. Cause that like I'm that's what I want to see like I want to buy shit that'll help me or or I'll, I have like jujitsu shit that all you know people and so I'm looking for something to inspire me to get my fucking training going or but there's a reason to fucking use it and it's when I I find when I I don't have a reason like or my reason the worst reason of all is to go to check your fucking likes. God damn it, dude. I feel so dirty. So unhealthy. So dirty when I realize that's the only reason I fucking logged on here. I just wanted to see if somebody liked my post. It's like, ah, you whore. Mm. You dirty whore. But that's a hard thing to resist. I mean, 
It's been programmed in. It's been programmed in, dude, looking for that acceptance. And that, that's what people, you know, a lot of people don't understand either is, man, all these social media companies, these big tech companies, they hire fucking insanely smart engineers to come up with shit to get you addicted to this yeah. shit. And that's what you're up against. Yeah. You know, some average meathead like myself, I'm supposed to be like resisting the urges that some egghead fucking engineer came up with to get me addicted to it. Like, and not just one, hundreds of them. Right. Each and they're all trying to outdo each other. They're all trying to outdo each other to get you addicted more to it. Yeah. And you're, it's a losing battle. Yep. You, you know what I mean? It's like slapping hands with Pomena and jumping on like, you know you're getting fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But at least there's benefit from that. Like the social media, like you're going against, you know, the Pomenta, so to speak, of that world and there's no upside to it. Yeah. Like you're, they're, they're trying to get you hooked to that thing to spend more time on it. Yeah. It's, it's such a slippery slope, man. It's, it is, man. That, dude, it that's is. why, I mean, I know I'm a mentally weak motherfucker when it comes to that shit. That's why I get rid of it, dude. And sometimes it'll come up and catch you. And you're like, whoa, wait a second. What, you know, and then I start thinking, okay, what is the best armbar escape in the world? Don't get armbar. Don't get armbar. Don't get an armbar. What's the best triangle escape in the world? Don't get stuck in a fucking triangle. That's the way I see social media. Like, guess what? If I don't have it, I'm not getting fucking sucked into it. So do that shit. I'm like, I'm done with it. Like, it just, because it's such a slippery slope and it's just, for me, like I don't, I don't fucking need it. Yeah, it's just unhealthy and on all gamuts. It's unhealthy. I got sucked into that fucking Fitbit bullshit. <laughs> That's right. I didn't know you unfriended I everyone. Unfriended everybody. I was like, Rob's probably getting inundated with requests, and he just freaked out one I day. Freaked out. I snapped. I unfriended everybody. You know, on so many levels. I was like, one, because it's it's just another social media platform. Right. That's all it is. All it is. It took me about a week. Two weeks to realize it, and I was like, "Wait a second. I told you that. I was like I joking. I was like, "This is a social media is. platform, but you find it acceptable because you you I'm competing. You, you competing I'm and using your steps. And so and so that's and then and then so that, then I got mad at myself for that. I was like, "Oh, I'm unfriending all these motherfuckers and setting all my account to private because I I use it just to track my activity. Yeah. I like to track my sleep with it. I like to track my activity. Like I like it for that. Yeah. But I don't need." And then I got, I was like, okay, okay, I see external motivation as being like weak ass pussy bullshit. Like if I can't inter- if I can't motivate myself, I'm not judging anybody. If you need that shit for motivation, more power to you. But I see, if I see that in myself, I'm like, you pussy motherfucker. They motivate yourself. They take care of yourself. I don't need to fucking compete with somebody or need somebody telling me, oh, good job on all your steps. Horseshit. It's like, you know, it's like a David Goggins talks about listening to music when you're running. It's cheating. That's the way I saw that. I was like, this is some cheating fucking bullshit. If I can't motivate myself to go take another walk with my dog or get some more exercise in for the day. I'm trying to win this fucking I, challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. That's it. I'm out. Like, yeah. It took, again, I just, I got put into that triangle and I didn't see it coming. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> that's so, that's funny. That's what I was telling you. I was like, dude. You're turning Fitbit into Tinder. Nah, it's just a social media platform that you're fucking that these people are sucking you into. I was so mad at myself. When I started stalking you and I looked at some of those people's accounts and I realized like I mean they're basically like a social media it's account. Just like Instagram, they can post dude. pictures yep. and blog and videos yep. and, and And they get you they get you the how they got me is cause you'll get like you got to be friends with people to get into challenges. Yeah. And so they, they'll send you like a friend request and a challenge request. Like, oh, cool. You get all these challenges. So I was all pumped. Like, oh, because you can max out like 10 challenges a week. 
So I was getting all these fucking challenges, and to get them, you got to get the friends, and so it was just, it was a slippery fucking slope. I'm like, these motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. Caught me slipping. They want more friends. It's yeah. like the Instagram yep. thing. That's exactly what it is. They're like, oh, I'm going to follow them, yep. so they'll follow me back. Yep. So I can increase my followers. Yeah, so I, I can tell everyone I've got 10,000 followers. It's awesome. It's like, yep. dude, I got 500 friends on Fitbit. I'm yep. awesome. Yeah. I, I, I snapped. That's funny, man. I thought so. Kiel all of a sudden was like, is Rob still your friend on Fitbit? Nope. And I was like, nope. Nobody. And she was like, good. I thought I would have made him out or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, he's done. Damn it, I missed my opportunity to fuck with her. I should, I should have just unfriended just her. Unfriended her. I should have, I unfriended everybody and left you and Shiloh on there and unfriended Kelly. That was done. Damn it, I missed play, my opportunity. That would have been the play. That would have been the play. That's funny, man. But she makes me sourdough bread every week. I know. So that wouldn't have been a good we play. We love her. Oh. She wouldn't, and the fact is, she wouldn't have believed it anyways. No, she wouldn't have. She, she sees through my bullshit. I know. It's <laughs> funny. So yeah, I snapped. I got sucked into the social media bullshit. Yeah, disguised as a fitness endeavor. So was the Twitter any 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 anything interesting? Yeah, there was Twitter shit. There was a you know kind of nothing like really. I mean, there was some interesting things. Nothing super noteworthy, but the the really interesting thing is how pissed off like a lot of people got and all the hate he was getting because he didn't ask like some of the tough questions and like why people certain people were getting banned. Be, it's it, a private fucking company, assholes. They can do whatever they want. But I don't got to explain shit to shit. That, that's what's kind of funny is, though, because he talks about, like, well, it's basically like a human right to communicate. And so it should be an open platform. And, and But it's like, you know, not, not necessarily. Open platform's called anarchy. Yeah, so it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a weird conversation. Um, but I guess they're going to they're gonna do a part two. Cool. And get into the shit that, the questions they didn't get yeah. into. So that'll be interesting when they do a part two. Yeah, yeah, that's, I always find that interesting. It's like, dude, none of these things are like public institutions. No, like people should be more fucking pissed off at Congress and like shit like that. You know what I mean? Like if people were as organized in their hate of Twitter and all that bullshit, it, it like that's what blows my mind. Like who the fuck cares? Like, you know, this is part of this little puppet show that, like, you know, I, I definitely don't believe in the Illuminati, but I do believe that there is, like, the way that power works, whether consciously or unconsciously, throughout time, is to distract people from what's really going on. That's how power works, because if people really paid attention, then, you know, like I said, I've said before, I think the president's one of those things. People get all distracted. They hate Donald Trump. I hate that motherfucker. That's the best thing that ever happened for the fucking for for a lot of people. Because now they're not paying attention again to like the assholes who are the real problem, which are the fucking congressmen who have that can get reelected for lifetime. And it's it's so fucking like. But it's the president. And it's the bait and switch. Yep. They're just dangling that carrot over here. He so is. They're paying he's, attention. He's on. He's on Twitter making ridiculous posts yes. and all kinds of shit. Yes. It's totally distracting you from what's going on in the background. 100%. 100%. That's what I look at with like Twitter and all this shit. People like, I mean, I've never gotten into Twitter. Like, I, I literally, man, if I have spent 15 minutes on Twitter in my entire life, and the vast majority of that was probably setting up my fucking Twitter account <laughs> back in the day, like, I still remember when Twitter started. 
because I remember one of the, the, the um, people that I followed in the fitness industry was real big on it. And he was like, dude, this is going to be the next big thing. I just remember like, what the fuck? Twitter, what? 180 characters. Get the fuck out of here, you know? And lo and behold, here it is. And uh, it's like I just, I've never spent any time on it. I've never interacted with it. So it's like this whole other it's weird, you know? It's like this thing that everyone talks about. It's like the... I don't know. Have you spent any time on it? I, like Not as much as I did Facebook or Instagram. Okay, so we're kind of but in the same boat kind of the same boat. I mean, I spent a little bit of time on it, but it was... By the time I started kind of getting into it, it was just like... It was just like... God damn, another outlet, another social media platform. Like, I can kind of see what Facebook and Instagram is, and I think to really get balls deep in Twitter it's a little bit of a mental shift it's, it's used a little it's different. different it's different and I, I was just like dude I'm by then I was already kind of checking out on yeah. social media I'm like dude I'm out like I'm spending too much time on this other shit like I just I can't to me I can't I, I don't can't understand get into another one. yeah and it's like it seems so like my personality doesn't understand it because again I said right. the first time I heard I'm like I don't fucking understand this yeah. I kind of understand Facebook kind of understand Instagram I don't get the whole Hundred, you know, the short shit, and then how fast it goes. It's like you, you, if you're gonna be on Twitter, you gotta be on Twitter, yeah. like all the time. It's like an alternate universe for you that you live in, almost twenty four seven, and like that's the thing to me that really just fucking blows my mind is to think about how many people. I mean, even like Joe Rogan's one of them. He fucking talks about Twitter got way more experience than I do and I'm just like man I can't wrap my mind around like how you have that fucking like that that thing in your brain just hanging over your brain all the time like Twitter I posted something oh what's somebody doing on Twitter it's like fucking crazy but yeah how distracting is that from what really matters right and yeah dude it's just the fucking modern day circus it is it circus is, and bread baby it's, it's fucking circus circus and bread it's how you keep the uh that's how the Roman Emperor stayed in power. You just keep them entertained. Again, I, it really is. It's like, why did they fucking put on all those shows? Why did they do that shit? It's to keep people distracted from what's really going on. Shit's falling apart, people. And, nah. We're, we're happy to watch people fucking, you know, fight each other. And Yeah, I really am curious as to what what's going to happen to us as a species. And like how soft we're gonna end up getting. Like, where's this all going? Where is this going? It, it, it's scary. Like, I don't. I'm not necessarily a doom and gloom guy. I'll be dead and gone before I think there's real heavy consequences, unless technology comes around. I live to be 150 with some bionic fucking legs and shit. But Amen. I, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's weird to think about because I see so many things that are just mind blowing to me. I remember, like, how often. I'll go like, you know, with my job, you know, I, I'm interacting with different customers all day long, you know, as I'm doing deliveries and this and that. And so often, like I'll go have somebody sign for something and they got their phone in their hand and I, and I, you know, you, just look, you look at their phone just to see what they're doing. And so many times it's some stupid fucking game. Like, oh yeah, we haven't even touched on that shit. Like, it's, it's a it's, whole other universe. It, it, it's something like you know, like what is that fucking uh, Candy Crush? Candy Crush or something? Just completely retarded. And or social media. Yes. Like, dude, I'm telling you, there's there's so many. And, and take it's like, 
they're bothered to have to look up from Candy Crush to sign this piece of paper I have in my hand, and then they're right back to this. Like, what, what is going on dude, here? I literally... I do. I see that so too. often, man. And I'm just like, what in the fuck was happening? I went to buy something, man. I think I was getting gift certificates at the massage store, mm-hmm. at the, the fucking Thai massage, Asian massage place in the mall. And... Dude, that was exactly what happened. I'm like trying to buy, like, you know, gift certificates for Kiele, and this guy is playing, like, fucking poker or something on his phone, and the game's going, so he can't pay attention to me. And he's literally, like, playing, and then, like, I'm, dude, I was like, Dude, I see that all the time. Oh my god, man. It was wild. He was just like going back and forth between me and him. And I was like, I almost wanted to tell him, like, dude, do you want to finish that hand so we can just do this easy? Like, this is painful right here. And uh, yeah, but anyways, that's why jujitsu is good. It's an antidote to all this fucking nonsense. Like, yeah, it's the opposite of social media. You're getting sweated on. It is intimate and personal, fucking real. You got feelings, you physical know, and mental and emotional. Yeah, all all life all balled up into one, man. Just right there on the mat unfolds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's why, real. I think that's why jujitsu is growing, man. I mean, honestly, like I don't, I could be wrong. Because people are missing the connection out I there. Think so, like the Spartan races, we've talked about yeah, that, the like. There's a suffering element that people are missing. Yep. And I, I think that's why these things are getting more popular. I mean, you know, dude, uh, Thomas from Rifle, is yep. that where he lives? Yep. He was talking about, there, you know, classes up there. And Rifle, people don't know, is like some relatively pretty small town. Yeah, small uh, mountain town out here. You know, yeah, on, on between here and Denver. And he said he's getting like 15, 20 kids in his classes and, you know, like averaging like 10 adults. Per class, and it's like, man, it's good. That's pretty decent numbers for a town that size. And that just says something about like jujitsu and like how popular it's getting, and and how uh, um, how much benefit people got to be getting from it. I mean, because that's that's why it gets popular, man. People do it, and they like it, and they get their friends into it, and and the, the friend we talked about that many times. You know, the friends you develop through it. Yeah, it, it really becomes like your little your little family, your little tribe. Yeah, that's a, dude. That's one. Of, that's probably one of the biggest benefits you you'll get from it. Yeah, you know, so. yeah. Was it the Brian, um, the new purple belt guy that's been coming in and training? The bigger dude, the big dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was. Uh, I guess he ran a CrossFit gym. He owned a CrossFit gym for oh, six really? years. And so it was funny, dude, because he had heard me mentioned something i forget how it got brought up but it said something about having owned a fitness facility for a few years so he's he's like oh i heard you owned a, a crossfit and i was like well it wasn't a crossfit but i owned a, like small training facility blah 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 and he's like oh i did too and it was funny it was like one of those things like unless you run one of those things like you just don't know and we looked at each other and i was like you're not doing it anymore and he's like nope and i was like <laughs> yeah me neither and it's like the job that you love man but it, it is a tough tough uh, it's something um, different. It's something it, different, it is, man. It's not what you think it would be. Yeah, I mean, there's there's people who can do it well, people who are really successful with it. But I can tell you from experience, I've been in the fitness industry for a long, long, long time, and there's a saying in it, and it's so true. The fitness industry is one of the easiest industries to start working in, 
and one of the hardest ones to actually make a living in. And it is it's hard, man. It's hard. And one of the things that makes it hard, I always found, was because like people are so focused on themselves. It's me, 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 me. Like, why are they coming in there to train? It's me. I want to lose weight. I want to look better. I want to feel better. I want to get the guy. I want to get the girl. Whatever it is. Me. You're going to help me. I'm paying you money to help me. And there's no, there's never really, like, CrossFit kind of started to get this. And I think that's why CrossFit is good. But there was never that, like, you know, eventually if you're going to get good at jujitsu, you can't just be there for you. Like, you got to realize, like, no, I'm here for my teammates, too. Because if they're not getting better, then I'm not getting better. Like, there is a, if they can't trust me, then they're not going to roll with me. Like, there's, there's this forced camaraderie that you have to develop. It's very natural. It's very tribal. And, and we're actually, like, I think wired for it, which is why people fall into it. But you just don't get that in a lot of fitness training places. And, you know, I, do we try hard to foster it, trying to do things, you know, Get, and it's just so hard to get people to do shit together outside of the gym and they don't all train at the same time, right? Because that's the other thing. It's like if everyone was there training at the same time in a fitness place, it would suck. If everyone shows up to train at our place, we're like, fuck yeah. 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 Like, dude, so many good training partners here. <clears throat> and it's just such a different mentality uh, that, that you have. And again, it's, I'm not, you know, totally knocking it. There's good, it, it, it helps a lot of people and there's good shit, but it's just so different. Like the, the mindset that of the place, the people running the place, the other people there, it's different. And, and it, it changes your mindset, I think too. Like you have to become more sensitive to like your tribe. Um, Cause yeah, you can't just walk in there and pay your fucking $50 an hour for your trainer and be an asshole and leave. It doesn't work that way. So yeah, I think that that's, um, yeah, it's awesome, man. That's uh, it's such a fucking better, better thing. I think it's, it's hard, man. Cause the fitness industry is a service industry and I know jujitsu is a little bit, but it's still, it's you're learning a self-defense thing. So again, it's like, there's an element of like, I am the teacher. You are the student. You know, I am helping teach you something extremely valuable that's going to help you in, in practical situations and ways. It's like, man, I ain't the attitude when you're going in a train. The motherfucker, you're just trying to help me lose weight. You're trying to help me get fit. So, me, 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 me. But, anyways, it's a different industry, man. Different industry. That's why I like the jiu-jitsu crowd so much better. It's a good crowd. It is. By and large. I've said it a million times. It's like, if there was a party, I had to go to a party and I didn't know anyone at that party and you gave me my choice of like, what kind of people do you want to be there? Jiu-jitsu people. Jiu-jitsu people all day long. All, all day long. All day long. I'll be able to make friends in a fucking heartbeat. Yep. You walk in, there's just a bunch of fitness people. It's like, ooh, I don't know. Dude, let's be some prude motherfuckers. Like, there's a lot of other sports. Um, yeah, I know I bag on mountain biking, but same thing. There's, just, there's a little bit of a... a a selfish attitude that you're able to develop because you don't have the forced camaraderie, the forced proximity that you do at jujitsu that um, I think makes it more real. So that's definitely real. Yeah, more real, dude. More real. <laughs> more real. Like Tyler Durden said, when you're fighting, the volume on everything else gets turned way the fuck down. Way down. It's just different. Different. So you know what's funny is I catch myself like. I, you know, we have these, this conversation 
recorded weekly. We, we have we, we have these conversations all the time. Every time we're together, we have some sort of fucking what we would call deep conversation in our eyes. But and so I, that's just the way my brain works, right? And and I I walked into the office the other day at work, and one of the secretary ladies, for lack of better explanation. She was asking me about some delivery and some paperwork, and she was all fired up about it. And she was going on, and it was not like yelling at me, and you know, just that wasn't a role, but she was excited to figure out a solution to this thing. And she's, I could tell she's like really taking this seriously, and she's all amped up. And so I'm letting her do her little spiel, and I just look at her, and I was like, You need a hobby. <laughs> And then there's like two other people in the office heard me and they just started rolling. I was like, you are taking this way too seriously. I was like, we just deliver stuff. That's all. We pick stuff up at point A and we take it to point B. That's all we do. Yeah. Don't, don't put any more on it than that. And she just started laughing. I was like, so now how can I help you? Yeah. But she went and, but yeah. And so I, I put my thought process, I kind of assume everybody else has it. But that is an incorrect assumption. Yeah. Very, that more often than not, that is a wrong assumption to have. And yeah, but my volume for all that other shit has just turned down. And I just chuckle when I see someone getting all fired up about it. Like, hey, it's going to be okay. All right, man. It's going to be all right. Yeah. We, oh, we, we dropped it off over here or we don't drop it off over here. That's it. Like, Sun will come up tomorrow, man. <laughs> Guess what? The world will keep on spinning. That's right. That's right. Yeah, perspective, man. It that is. is another thing a lot of people. It are keeps the same. Yeah, if I need that because it keeps. I, I can't imagine being wound all tight about like what I do for a living. Yeah. I, I can't imagine like because if I was, then it wouldn't be enjoyable. I wouldn't take it for what it is. Like, I'm earning a paycheck. It keeps my lights on. I'm food in my fridge. I don't look at it much beyond that. I try yeah. not to die or get hurt in the process. It can be slightly dangerous sometimes. Tough to execute from time <laughs> to time. Time to time, you know, there's some challenges, but that's it, man, you know. And it, man, I can't, and I see so many people I work with get all fired up about shit. And, and I'm like, man, you motherfuckers need to find something outside of here. Like, desperately. Like, you need to suffer outside of here. Find some activity that is difficult. And just makes you suffer on a regular basis. And all this other shit would just be so much easier for you to handle. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny when we were, because uh, I was joking with you this morning that you gave us the gift of perspective during our workout. Because you're all like, oh, you guys are going to hurt. We're going to, and you, you know, we did the fucking bridge and then the ramping ISO bridge, ramping ISO deadlift, and then the ramping ISO wall squat. All back to back. All to back. back to back to back. You know, like right at the beginning of the workout. And, uh, and then I was like, well, thanks, Rob. I was like, the joke's on you. Like, that's it. It can only get better from here. It's like, you gave us the gift of perspective, brother. <laughs> from here on out, this is all easy. Thanks, man. But, you that's know, joking yeah. around, but that's, that's what it is. It's in a nutshell. <laughs> that is what it is. You suffer through the hard shit, and one of the gifts that it gives you is perspective, and you realize, like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait. Like, there's a lot of shit that I can just... This is not hard at all. This is okay. But yeah, if you don't have that perspective, man, if you don't have that hurdle, you're not shooting for that fucking hurdle. Yeah, it's, it's what's weird is what I think it is because we're wired to look for that struggle, right? We need it as a species. And so if you don't have 
jujitsu or something like that in your life to give you that struggle, your brain will find it. It'll find it. It'll it'll create drama for you, yeah. so to speak. And what I mean by that is like it'll make things in your life seem like a way bigger deal than they need to be. Because we're wired to deal with struggle. Yeah. We need it's it. It's true, man. You're going to find a struggle. You're going to find a struggle. You, so it might as well be a struggle. you choose it or it'll choose you. Right. So you might as well choose it. You might as well be the one choosing the struggle. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's, that a, good is, way. That's a good way to think that about That is a good way to think about it, man. Yeah. Like, that is the message that it's funny. Like, trying to, like, get that across to people. Like, man, life's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. But you choose the struggle or, like, it'll choose you and... Yeah, it doesn't, not always good when it chooses you. No. So, yeah. I think that's a good place to end. I think you got something else to talk about. Fuck yeah. Choose the struggle. I think so. Choose the struggle, and that's, uh, the struggle's good. Embrace it, and go watch the Moxie games. (laughs) (laughs) What was it, what what was the name of the event with the volleyball and the ping pong table? Hedis. 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 Yeah, or you can just go YouTube Hedis. I'm sure you'll probably find three videos. <laughs> it was what? H-E-A-D-I-S? Yeah. Hedis? Hedis. Yep. That's yeah. everybody's homework for the week. It was impressive. It's impressive. We're probably going to wander out of here and turn it back try it. for a few minutes. Yeah, try it. Yeah. we got to figure out to try this out. I really want to see the fucking... We need, let's clear off your kitchen table and get a ball. See if we can figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like this idea. I think... We might break shit. I think that we need a padded, some pads. Might want to do it at the gym. Yeah. So So we don't break stuff. That's right. But, uh, yeah. Oh, congrats to our coach on his win last night. Fuck yeah. In Fight to Win Pro. And unfortunately, Pimental loss. loss of decision, but it was... Bullshit. Disagree with the decision. Yeah. It wasn't an action-packed, action-packed match, but... It was, yeah. It was, uh, you know... I'm sure he'll agree, man, when you leave it to the refs. That's what happens. Yeah. Because it's different. It's not points. You know, it was submission only. And so, like, you don't know where you're at. It's like, and so you're, you're like, when the match ends, it's like, well, it's out of your, it's, control, it's out of your control 100%. There's no, like, score. It's, it's like, okay, how did that guy feel about it? How did that guy feel about it? And how did that guy feel about it? And was he watching the match or was he fucking scrolling on Instagram? Dude, yeah. We're, <laughs> fucking, they got it. You know, Seth does a good job he with does. Fight Point I'm, I'm just joking. I'm yeah, yeah, joking. yeah. So, but I was wondering, man, they got to change those judges out. They, well, they do. Yeah, they change the judges out regularly. Thirty, forty matches. Well, if you things. watch when the judges come up, yeah, they are almost different for every match. Okay, they yeah. they, change, they got a, They must have, they an, have, army. To, they must have an army of. I love jujitsu, and there's still like it's hard to watch like that many five matches in a row. Imagine if they just had three judges yeah. watching the world, all five hours. It's like yeah, by the end, yeah, it would be like yo, man. Who won, you, that who, who won that? Who won Who you voting for? Oh, <laughs> blue. Like, all right. Red's won the last three. So Let's go blue this time. Let's go blue. Which we know is not the case. Like I said, Seth does a he great does, job. He does, he does a great job. Yeah, love that We're dude. What he's around. done for jujitsu. So, but uh, yeah, we just we have to because you know We're smart losing is we got to be smart asses about it for him. So it was unfair. Yeah, it was. Uh, anyways, it was interesting watching him. Not just. I'm just so used to watching him smash the fuck out I'm of so everyone. So used to getting smashed. You by knew him. the dude. What was the guy's name? Phil, Phil Miller. Yeah, I mean, you even said he's it beforehand. You're like, dude, he's he's good. And I, you know, I don't know, but it, you, it was funny. You pointed out, like, you know, when you moved here, the jujitsu scene was so small, and you've been in it for so long that, like, yeah, I mean, I might not know a lot of these guys personally, but I've seen the them, circles in the circle. Yeah. yeah, like when I literally when I moved to Colorado, 
there was three there was nobody here on this on this side of the mountains. Over in Denver, there was three schools: Mauricio Zingano School, Mall Easton School, and David Ruiz School. And each one of those guys only had one school. And they were the only, I mean, to the best of my knowledge, they were the only three black belts in Colorado. And there could have been a couple others, but not ones that owned schools. Yeah. And I, I trained at all of them until finally Mauricio took me under his wing. He was like, hey, why don't you come train with me whenever you come to town? So that's how that relationship developed. But yeah, like, I would, and like, I'd go to Denver. This trip to Denver, I'm like, oh, I'll train at David Ruiz's school. It was a good group of guys, dude. I, you know, Mall Easton School, the same thing, man. Like, they were all, all of them were super nice to me. But it was a small community, man. Yeah. That's cool, though, man. Like, and, you know, just, I, I don't know. I just, I, sometimes I forget. It's a, you forget. It's a different perspective when you go to those tournaments. And the same thing with, you know, when I was training back in Michigan. Jiu Jitsu was a small community. You start going, even I do, I was traveling all over the Midwest tournaments. I mean, I'd go to Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Chicago, Illinois, up in Chicago. Like, all within, I always had like a five-hour radius, five-hour drive. I would, you get much more than that. Yeah. Shit's getting more involved. But you get a four- or five-hour drive, you can go to a lot of tournaments. And it's small. You would see a lot of the same guys. Man, you just start to know each other. Right. And, it, and it, dude, black belts were few and far between back then. Very few. Now, I remember, I'm pretty sure, no, I'm, I'd say almost 100% sure when I first started training jiu-jitsu, there wasn't a jiu-jitsu black belt in Michigan. Now, some there was the highest ranked guy. My coach was purple belt. And there might have been like a guy a brown belt. Yeah. And we were affiliated, you know, with Kaiki jiu-jitsu, and so we had a black belt that would come in once in a while. But there wasn't a black belt in Michigan. Yeah. And then I remember, I think the first black belt that popped up was in Ohio. He was a solo black belt. Huh. You know, I said, dude, that's yeah. how small the community. Like, it's funny, different yeah. states, yeah. dude. Like, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that's just. I mean, I like. I don't know the guy personally, but I know he's been yeah. around a long time. Yeah. Dude, I knew he was legit. And yeah, yeah, so. he was, man. I mean, he he freaking stalled out Pimenta enough to get a win out of it. But yeah, Pimenta was having trouble getting past his guard. I think if Kevin if Kevin would have like slapped Pimenta in the face before the match and got him all fired up, that's <laughs> we yeah. we needed beast mode Pimenta, we needed not conservative. Angry. Yeah, we needed an angry Pimenta. <laughs> we didn't see an angry Pimenta. No, but uh, anyways, anyways, choose the struggle. Shit. That's choose a lesson. Struggle. Choose that's a lesson from today. That's right, man. I like that one. Cool. All right, brother. Okay. Call the rap. Call the rap. See you, motherfuckers, later. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ Podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now, so get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Consequences, but what you